money sandwich equals bread, bacon, and cheese. <laughs> um, here I am. Poof, I'm out. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> Now I can say that I can transmit that information because uh, you're going to be hearing this retroactively. I got to find Tower Two though. Okay. Do you know where Tower Two is? Yes, the main lobby. So left and right. Okay, thank you. All right. It's, it's uh, maybe we'll do a tower heist later. Brent has always been like the most stable of recording artists that I know. One of these guys that. Uh, will like work sort of nine to five on his music. I think he has another job now, but um, so I don't know if he works that much now. But he, I remember he used to do it like that. It was like he would wake up, have his coffee, and uh, go into the studio room that he had set up, which was really legitly set up. My shit was always ghetto and spattered about, so uh, he he would. Um, Record all day, work on, you know, his albums and producing for other people. Real hard-working guy, real work ethic. I learned a lot from that. I mean, I, I never quite got it. I never was able to actually focus on it like that, but I learned to try anyway. Let's see, he's in floor 15. The higher up you go in a hotel, I don't know if you know this, but basically... When the hotel clerk, when you when you sign up, sign into the hotel, um, the concierge, or well, the the clerk, whoever's signing you in, checking you in, um, does a, a visual assessment, and depending on what you look like, gives you a room on on a different floor. So the higher up you are, the higher standing you have in the eyes of the desk clerks. So, I was on floor 7, Bren is on floor 15. Now this hotel goes up to 20, I think. So, you know, it's not, I mean, he's not the highest of, of standings, but, um, but high enough, higher than me, twice as high as me, plus one. But I look like a scrub, even though I'm actually classy. 1502, okay, yeah. Training. <laughs> Hello. How you doing? Good. Good to see you. Yeah, cool, man. And and uh, are you excited about the shows? Yeah, man. I mean, I haven't done shows out here for six years. Yeah. Definitely. I like the slick haircut you got going on. Thanks, by the way. man. You know, it's that Mad Men look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going for that Don Draper. Yeah. <laughs> I did that for a while, and then. Well, I did it because my, my hair was like thinning mass, and then yeah. I, I was like, oh, I guess my hair is straight now. <laughs> and so I started doing that, and then um, 
I, I was real sick, and that's why my hair was thinning, I guess. And then it got, like, a little thicker and started yeah. curling up yeah. again. Yeah. I mean, it's still not, like, what it used to be, but, yeah. you know, got what you got. And you work, good, man. You work yeah. with it. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, cool, man. And what's what's the latest, man? What's, what's like, what you been up to? Just, uh, I mean, being a dad. Yeah. Uh, not touring. How old is she now? <laughs> she just turned three. Okay. Um, yeah, I just... Cute as can be in the photos I never met her Yeah, person. man, she's hilarious, dude. She's, like, just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> what do you do, what do you do with her? Like, what, like, if you have play games and stuff like that, or... Uh, yeah, she likes to play sleepover. Okay. That's one thing that she likes to do, so she'll set up, like, a bed for me and on Aww. the floor in her yeah. room, and then she'll lay on her bed, and, I'm, and I just, like, lay down and... Then I'm like, what do we do now? And then she's like, go to sleep. <laughs> so it's, Aww. Yeah, that's, that's fun, cute. man. That's I mean, cute. I was thinking about that. How it's like completely, my life is like way different uh, in comparison to when I was living out here. It's yeah. Like so different. Like, like in what ways? Just everything. And like uh, the way that I do music and put it out or whatever. Like I just, I don't have that urgency about like reviews or show turnouts or any of that stuff you don't have the same ambition that you used to maybe about that like yeah yeah i mean it's just like a it's more casual and back to where what i was doing before yeah i don't know we had to worry about any of that stuff but you mean before like before you moved out here like when it was or or in the very beginning maybe when it was just chilled out was like we didn't expect to get magazine reviews and shit yeah exactly exactly like we were just doing music because that's what we did and yeah and uh i don't know that was i think that was one of the reasons that i wanted to move back to maine just to kind of like because but I like I told Bailey and Sean like yeah I'm I'm just going to move back there and you know I want to buy a house or whatever so I'll finish this album and then I'll go on tour and I think I kind of subconsciously knew that that wasn't going to be the case or you, something which album was were you working on at the time uh Resurgum the one right 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 right, right. but and, and you did finish that but but yeah. but you didn't end up touring on it no, no. I I finished it and got a day job <laughs> yeah yeah so did you and you are you happier oh yeah dude so much happier just just getting rid of that element of not knowing uh just yeah i mean not it's not it's not that i it wasn't not knowing it was just like that added pressure of like just the whole how everything's connected like you know, you sit there and worry about, like, what Pitchfork is going to say. And then that affects show turnouts, which in turn affects how many T-shirts you sell, which affects if you can pay your rent for the next three months after you get back I guess on not time. knowing to me was shorthand for all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. the, like, the hustle. The, yeah. like, yeah. not the, nothing's definite. Nothing yeah. is set. Yeah. Everything is, like... Yeah, yeah, everything is is fluid always, yeah. and and you don't know if you're going to get paid. Yeah, or you don't. You yeah, know, it's just kind of. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't have had a kid like that. No, I couldn't have bought a house like that. Couldn't have bought like, a house like that. That was, I mean, because the way that it worked out, like 
we moved back in 2007, 2008, uh, I got a day job, 2009, we bought a house, 2010, my daughter Aiko was born, uh -huh. and then, I don't know, 2011, I put out my last record, and, but I took my time on it, and yeah. I didn't have to, and I had no ambitions of touring or anything, so it was like fun to make. You're basically putting it out for the fans that just yeah whoever wants to hear it yeah. yeah i mean yeah so it's just crazy because like this is only the second time i've been back here since we moved back to maine yeah and uh it's just weird to like go and visit like this morning i got up at six because i couldn't sleep yeah and i walked down to embarcadero and that's where like i wrote a bunch of stuff for other side of the looking glass and yeah just like you had a job, were you working a job down here in the financial district? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that was like, yeah, like. Uh, were you at what's it called with Tim and Jeff and them? Uh, at Schwab. Schwab. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was probably one of the coolest temp positions that I ever had because yeah. it was like, <laughs> I went away. I came or I went home to Maine for Christmas uh, when I was working there, and I came back and my boss had been fired. Yeah, but the the person who signed the temp slip so you got paid every week was just like the floor admin assistant but there's like you know 50 or 60 people that all have her sign the slip so she doesn't know that like she, there was a connection there that was lost she didn't know who's doing what yeah she was just signing my slip but my boss wasn't there <laughs> but i stayed there for like a month and a half and yeah. didn't do anything <laughs> You was surfing the net. Yeah, dude, I would, I would surf the net. Uh, I would go like I'd, I'd like check my internet or check the email for like an hour, and then I'd yeah. go walk around and get a smoothie, or I'd walk to the Virgin Mega Store and go listen to CDs. You just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, and it was like it was crazy. And then I finally got caught when like the the big boss like walked up and was like. What are you? Are you still here? <laughs> it's like, because uh, my desk was kind of tucked away in a corner. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah. And she's like, what have you been doing for the last month? And I held up this stack of papers that were all dated from like a month ago, and I was right. like, just doing quality control on this. I'll be right back. <laughs> he like dart out the door and just run. Yeah. Well, she came back and she's like, we gotta let you go, and I was like, that's fine. Yeah. And I called the temp agency and I said, "They, uh, my, my job ended." And they're like, "Oh, well, I got something else that you can do starting tomorrow. You want to start so tomorrow?" Fuck it. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. But yeah, but Jeff was there, and I used to go and bug him. Yeah, but he had a boss, so he couldn't always go get smoothies with me. Mm. But <laughs> that's a good deal, though. For like, if you could ride that, if you could go to different companies and ride that kind of like <laughs> yeah. lost in the corner kind yeah. of shit. Because it was during the dot-com boom, so it was like... No one gave a fuck. Money yeah. and bread was just breaking yeah. everywhere. It was yeah. just like... Yeah. They give you jobs for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Those eras ended. <laughs> yeah. In a big way. Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> what was there even to do on the internet if you were surfing back then? What would you surf on the internet? I'd go to stupid, like, hip-hop... Uh, Chat rooms? Yeah, or message, message boards. Message I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember what, which one it was. Would you get in like arguments about hip hop infinity? Yeah, uh, hip hop infinity was one of them. Getting arguments about like whether Anaconda was fucking KKK yes, rap or something. Yes, dude, always. And it was like so. It's such a futile thing to try and do. Yeah, I would at first thought like people would be like, "These guys are faggots." Yeah, and then I'd be like, "Hey guys, come on," and try and be like rational about it. <laughs> yeah. I like De La Soul. You like De La Soul. Why can't we get along? <laughs> but it just—I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that was that was pretty much all I did. Yeah. See, I want a life like 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 you have like a stable life. Like yeah. a, that does sound it, 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 like sounds really nice to me. Yeah. Just like because I feel like everything's so chaotic. I'm always running around, you know. Which I, I don't get me wrong. It's cool too. I'm not like you know. And we do pretty pretty decently, you know, um, and everything like that to enable us to do that. And you guys have built it up to a point where you can have a bus now and have like and be comfortable. Like, yeah, sometimes, sometimes we we can do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. But there's also something to be said for some sort of uh, schedule that you can count on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I know for a guy like you, especially, that must be. <laughs> I was just talking about it in my intro. I was like, Bram was like the first friend of mine that like would like wake up and drink coffee and like be working in his home studio by yeah. nine a.m. Yeah, and like work to five a five p.m. Yeah. His wife would get home. They'd do whatever. And the, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. Like I always was very envious of that idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know that. Like I'm most creative in the morning even to this day like and that's why my output is slowed quite a bit because i have a day job and yeah on the weekends like i like i'd much rather hang out with ico than go in my studio yeah but i usually work on stuff at night and i've been working differently too like uh like kind of making sketches of songs and then coming back to them like months later and reworking them and stuff. So okay. It's been kind of interesting. Almost like way. a like like a demoing thing. Yeah. Of. Okay. Yeah. And just come back to it and after I haven't listened to it for a couple months and what what will a, a sketch consist of like the way that two rhythms will will touch each other or, yeah. or a, a riff or Yeah, just like a melody and chord changes and a few different like drum patterns or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'll just build it up like that and then come back to it, like, and flesh it out even more, take stuff away, add stuff to it. But. Which enables you to be uh, loose and forgiving in the, in, in the initial stages. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's like, again, like, there's no pressure to, like, try and get it finished or whatever. So I'm just yeah. like, that's cool. I'll just, I, I, I finished this sketch. Instead of turning it into a song right now, I'll just do another sketch. And so, yeah. I kind of like build them up that way and then that's what I did with my last record I I kind of built up a lot of sketches and then I took a week off from my day job and just like every, it out. every day just yeah. like fleshed it out and got it done in a week like so. yeah but yeah mornings are definitely like and I'm yeah I'm definitely like a routine routine based guy yeah yeah <laughs> that's like yeah, I mean, you are who you are, personality type, and like, you know, for me, I'm, I, I'm constantly fighting against 
what I am, which I'm not, I really don't know what I am. Yeah. But trying to, or trying to figure that out. Yeah. You know, I think I have a very big part of me is that routine based, um, but my lifestyle seems to not necessarily be that, and you know, I don't know. Are you able to write on the road like while you're touring this? Oh, uh, I, I write. I, yeah, I write little bits yeah. here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Lately, I've just been kind of. I'm. I'm in like what you. Like a sketching stage, I guess, with, you know, just kind of loosely, you know, we'll just jot down a line or something, or I'll, I'll get stoned and then, like, fucking write a whole page, which most of which will get, you know, chopped. Yeah, yeah. Are you doing, like, are you just writing lyrics on the road? Yeah, lyrics, yeah. lyrics. Uh, you know, little, little musical ideas here and there. But this, this, this next album, I want to do more collaboratively. Like, Mumps, et cetera, I, I was, like, so tightly, you know, it was, like, my thing. Like, all the arrangements and everything. Yeah. Um, the next one, I want to collaborate more with Josiah and Doug. Like, yeah. a little more loose with it. Yeah. Yeah. Try to get into a different, different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to... I was talking to Doug a little bit about it last night. Uh, are you going to set up, like, recording studio or, like, a recording situation in Josiah's basement or something? Yeah, yeah, we got... Yeah, we got the... We we actually, like, built walls and shit. You'd be proud, man. Awesome. I, I, we, we like to learn how to, <laughs> how to do shit for the house. I mean, Josiah already knew some, but, yeah. you know, kind of... I mean, you know, figured other things out and... Yeah, it's nice in there, man. They got like a cork floor in there and shit. Sweet. And uh sounds like shit, but you know, no, I'm just kidding. It's, not, it's, it's all right. It's, well, I was going to say you can that's fixable. Yeah, it's it getting something. there. It's getting yeah. there. We need some more some more baffles and yeah. shit, but Yeah. Um yeah, we'll have we'll have that set up and I got a little back room at my house that I'll do overdubs and yeah. and a lot of I'll, I'm thinking of doing a lot of uh, editing to this one like you know we normally or like the last three I guess have been mainly sort of live sort of sounding like where it was like felt more like a band or whatever right. I mean to an extent I yeah. don't know this one I'm thinking of chopping things up and doing just you know getting back to maybe how I used to work yeah, yeah. back in the day yeah um, having fun with the computer yeah cool yeah. man yeah, that's cool. Yeah, man. What? What? Uh, are you working on anything now? Uh, yeah, I'm, I have like, I don't know, probably like twenty song sketches, and I'm probably gonna do the same thing. Like, probably in October, I'll take like a week off and mm-hmm. just finish it up. Finish it up. Like, cool. Pound a pot of coffee in the morning, and yeah. just go to town on it. But, um, but I switch my setup a little bit. Like, um, I get this thing. Uh, called a machine. It's from Native Instruments. What is that? It's uh, it's kind of like an MPC, but it's all MIDI based. Like it, it doesn't have audio ins and outs on it. It's all okay. through USB. Okay. And all of the samples are stored on the computer. Okay. And it's all like MIDI stuff. And I that that's something that I had so to never. It's a straight straight controller. Yeah, it's a controller, and it has its own software interface that comes okay. with it. And. Um, and that company also makes this software bundle called Complete that I also got, and that okay. has like, it's insane, dude. Like, like, like synth sounds. It's synth or? sounds, effects, like this stuff. That, like uh, people, a lot of um, movie like sound designer guys use it. Okay. Uh, like Sun Lux uses it. Okay. A lot. Like it has. Um, 
orchestral sounds. Orca- yeah, there's orchestral sounds. There's like you know if in action movies or horror movies they're like walking through a forest or whatever. Right, right, right. It's like uh, software synth that you that is basically just for that sort of thing. I've definitely started wrapping my head around how to use it, and it's cool, man. Uh, That's cool. And so w- previously you had been doing. What still doing sample stuff, but but tweaking them? Yeah, and some like, keyboard stuff, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah still using the MPC. Uh, I it was all audio stuff, like yeah, okay. And I was also using Pro Tool, like um, on my last record. Most of my record, I most of that record I made with just Pro Tools. Yeah, uh, as far as like doing the drum programming and stuff. You program it in Pro Tools. Yeah, like I would do, I would use this thing called Beat Detector that comes in Pro Tools where it chops up a drum and, or chops up a drum loop. And then I could take that and copy and paste different parts of it and it would just like. I mean, it chops it up. It it detects what, where every transient is. Yeah, where every transient is and it slices it. And then you can, what I would do is I would have the drum loop so it would loop perfectly. Uh, with the grid, yeah, yeah, I would slice it so it would line up perfectly with the grid, and then I would create another track underneath it, and then just like take those little bits and completely move things around and put snares on different to make different sequences. You yeah, mean? okay, yeah. okay. And so then it would just be it would create like a completely different drum pattern, and then you could like copy and paste that and you know move things around at, at different bars and stuff like that and that's i mean that's a little more efficient than how i work but, but yeah. that's more or less how i work always the long the long way around yeah, things. Yeah. But you're doing some shit now that's like quick as fuck it's huh? streamlined it a little bit yeah but it, it's i don't know i kind of i think once i get into finishing up this record i'll probably go back into that sort of thing you prefer that yeah it's just fun it's like yeah because like i would blindly like just take those slices and little hi-hats and stuff and just like completely move them around not even like really paying attention to where they land or whatever oh and just see what happens just to see how it sounds yeah and it's always on the grid so it always syncs up yeah and then you can move things and so i don't know it was just that it's a long way of doing it but it's also like I don't know how it's going to sound until I hit play. So uh, what are you fucking with now? Is it like Ableton or one of these things? It's sort of like Ableton. Okay, yeah. okay. It's uh, But it's the one, the Native Instruments one. Yeah, okay. Machine. Got it. Yeah. Oh, Machine is the, also the software. Yeah. Got it, yep. got it. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's like seems like how everybody does shit now. It's like the, the real sort of quick... I mean, I think about those programs as being like... I mean, they're not cheating programs, but they're like the, the like way quicker way or yeah. something like they're that. They're good to get an idea down. Yeah. And I mean I like shit done on I've heard a lot of Ableton shit that's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. You know? I just I don't know if it's just because I've messed with MPCs for so long, it's still hard for me to like wrap my head around like getting a synth to sound the way I want it to yeah. by using a mouse. Like it's I agree, like man. What are you are you used to fucking with what, pedals and shit? Just like all the synths that I have have knobs and yeah, sliders yeah. on them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh and it's that's always just easier because there's a knob for each thing. Yeah. I know what that knob does. Right. You know it's physical. Yeah. And with MIDI like I I haven't, like, gone and bought, like, a nice MIDI keyboard. Yeah. 
so I haven't figured out how to program like the attack and release and sustain for the sound or whatever. Playing like ASDF. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) just like like all of it. Like I just haven't figured that out yet. So I don't know. But yeah, I'm digging it. It's it's cool. It's like it's been working out well as like a like a starting like a jump off point for songs or whatever yeah i mean i think it's just good to learn new stuff like that i could stand to learn some new software i mean people keep telling me like oh you gotta learn ableton (laughs) or logic or whatever like uh, i don't know i was on were you on digital performer for a long time back i was yeah yeah, me too me too yeah we all were i think yeah i think yeah because didn't you guys get it from Robert when yeah, you were doing we got Cloud like, Dead? Yeah, we got a Cloud de- for the Cloud Dead events. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tim, I remember Tim got Digital Performer, and then that's and I was like, well, everybody else is using Digital Performer, yeah. so I guess I'll rock it. Man, that was tight. I like yeah, that. Yeah. And then then it became clear that Pro Tools was the uh, the VHS of the situation as yeah. opposed to Beta or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, why was Beta even called Beta? Like, it's like we're not alpha we're beta like i don't what did those tapes even look were they like they were like a little bit bigger than vhs bigger? tapes yeah. they were like the laser disc to yeah yeah, yeah more or less <laughs> um wow anyway tech talk <laughs> yeah. so so what, what's what's your day job uh, i work for this company that um they research and rate corporations on how they behave basically oh, so okay. like if uh it's like a watchdog sort of, of it's sort of like they, it's more in the interest for shareholders basically okay. like um if a company is doing terrible throughout the course of a year but the ceo gets like a huge compensation package and bonuses and you know they write reports and you know let the media know that okay that's what's going on so kind of preempting the kind of shit that happened that made everything fall apart yeah sort of yeah but they've uh they also do like um environmental and social stuff too so it's like that's only something that they started doing and really getting into recently but um but yeah that's the job that i i started there in 2008 and that's where i've been you've been there since do you like it yeah i mean yeah i like the people that i work with yeah it's kind of depressing sometimes to like i'll be like looking through because they release these things called proxies every corporation has to release this thing called a proxy every year and it has all the information like what each executive got compensation wise or whatever okay and i'll see like these cfo like chief financial officer dudes who are younger than me like in their early 30s and they're making like millions of dollars Jesus a year Christ. and it's just like man that is insane i can't even imagine what that's like is this corporations in maine or are they like new york places too? it's like worldwide okay okay worldwide. okay yeah. and it's like it's just like you see that and they're super young dudes they're making like four million dollars a year and it's a company that i've never even heard of before right right they're not even like a big company really and it's just but they make like sponges or something yeah it's it's just it like the first i don't make the snaps that they put on shoes (laughs) yeah make the velcro for the for the (laughs) kangaroos yeah um yeah just like the first two months it like just doing that job out it made me realize how much money is in the world like 
Yeah. It's just crazy. And how much of it's like in the, not to be like all whatever, but in the hands of just very few people. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So that aspect of it is sort of depressing, but, um, but it's cool. Like, like it's really laid back. Like I go to work dressed like this. I don't have to, like I have my tattoos. He's naked. (laughs) I'm wearing a, a, a snorkel and a leopard print thong. But for some naked butt for some tattoos. <laughs> um but yeah, like it's cool, like it's it's laid back. I I get plenty of vacation time so I can take time off to hang out with Ico or yeah. um work on music if I need to and Do you guys go on family vacations like out of town? Uh every once in a while we'll go like camping or nothing too crazy, mainly because we've been doing projects on our house and stuff so that's been kind of how's that do you like that i do it's it's rewarding it doesn't go as quickly as i want it to because i don't know how to do a lot of this stuff and i've been relying on my father-in-law he's been helping me okay we just got our bathroom and like completely pulled everything out and but learning that kind of stuff is cool what tiling and everything like that just like plumbing oh yeah yeah, i never would have thought that i would know how to do that stuff but after I did that, I learned how to fix my garden hose. So it's like, cool. you know, it's just stuff like that. Like, I don't know, stuff that I, like, we bought our house in 2009 and, uh, we knew that we were going to have to do work on it, but it's just, uh, it's cool, man. Just learning that stuff. It's yeah. Stuff that I never... how, do you, how do you learn it? If always from him, or do you go to YouTube sometimes? I go to YouTube sometimes yeah. for some stuff. That's what Josiah does. Yeah, I mean, dude, there's YouTube videos for everything, yeah. man. Yeah, everything. So, yeah, it's that's another thing that's been keeping me busy is doing house stuff, like working on yeah. projects or whatever. Owning a house definitely takes <laughs> it takes a lot of time and effort and money. Yeah, lots of money. Lots of money. Yeah. yeah, but it's still cool. Yeah, yeah, man. How long have you 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 bought a house too, right? Yeah, I, I bought it like two years ago, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Did you have to do a lot of work on it, or? Not really. No, I mean, I when, well, I bought it. I had this like loan that folded in um, work to be done. Oh, cool. So I cool. I like hired these guys that were friends of mine who have a company that like they're they're you know. Um, Contractors. Contractors. Yeah. So I hired them to like do all this work to it and, and like I made decisions but I didn't I didn't do the work. Yeah. Um they did that when I like when I first got it. Yeah. So when I got it it was all pretty much done like cool. that. Cool. And then, you know, some things have gone wrong since then that yeah. I like I had to put a new roof on it and oh, you know, yeah. stuff like that, which yeah. is like fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that was another thing that happened to us. Like we bought our house in june of 2009 and i knew that the the heating system was gonna have to be replaced soon the first cold night i turned the heat on and i go downstairs and there's it's an old like radiator system yeah so i go and look down at the boiler and there's water just pouring out of it and so i was like man it's starting to get cold like yeah this is going to be crazy. And so I called Jen's uncle. Was this, was this before or after Ico was born? This was before, okay. luckily. But, uh, yeah. So I called Jen's uncle, and he came and looked at it, and he's like, yeah, you're going to have to replace that. 
it's probably going to be around 10,000 bucks. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, dude, we just bought this house and sunk all of our money into the down payment. Like, yeah. Um, but we went out and got a loan and got it taken care of so yeah. that we got like a, I mean, that's the, it's, you know, it's a hassle and nerve wracking to spend that much money when you just bought a house or whatever, but it's like, well, I won't have to do that for another 20 or 30 years. Right, so. right. Wow. So, and, and, uh, do you travel much at all or not? You never really toured that much though, I guess. There was a few years that I toured quite a bit. Okay. Like, um, 2004, I toured a lot. Like I, I added it up and I think we were, I was gone, uh, like seven months out of the year. Yeah. Which was for me, that's a that's lot. That's a lot. Yeah. No, that's a lot, a lot. Because um, I was on tour with Lolly Puna okay. in Europe for right. like almost three months. Yeah. And we did that South by Southwest tour, and I did another U.S. tour, uh, and I did a, another European tour, and went and did a couple festivals, and then went back at the end of the year to do a album release show with styrofoam so it was like i was going back and forth to europe a lot and that shit was man do you have do you have like fond memories of all that shit or does it seem like was so stressful at the time i have fond memories of the tours that i did where i didn't have to fly to every show yeah that was like super stressful like do you have a bunch of gear yeah like i would i wasn't using a laptop at the yeah. at that time so i was I had, like, a suitcase full of gear, and I would always be, like, the way that the tour was routed, it was never, like, do a string of shows in England, then go over and do a string of shows in Germany. It was, like, back and forth? Yeah, dude. I went back and forth from, (laughs) into England on one tour. I went back and forth four times. Oh, my God. So, it was, like, I was just taking flights everywhere. Who who set that shit up? (laughs) Headquarter, headquarter, man. Oh man! But I mean, I mean, that was the way to make it work because I was, I was like, I told him, I was like, I don't want to rent a car, I don't want to have a tour manager, I, I can do this on my own, like, which, in the end, like, I came home with more money, but, dude, I would get so stressed out and depressed and like, crazy, like I would do, like I would think of things in such a crazy way, like. Like, I would get to the airport, and it would be super crazy, and I would need, like, water or something, and so I would be paying for the water, and, like, I'd have this, like, coping mechanism of, like, okay, if I pay for the water, and it turns out that it's an even number, then that means the flight's gonna go okay, and everything's gonna be... That's obsessive compulsive Yeah, disorder. dude, it was, it was like... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't do that stuff now, but... <laughs> yeah. It was, like... That I was doing that every time I was on tour there because I would because you probably was, weren't sleeping and uh, dude I wasn't sleeping your head was at all. getting fucked up yes dude it that was to me on tour yeah I couldn't like and it, it was crazy because the first few times I did that I would come home and I would talk to Jen and I'd be like this shit is crazy like I can't like it's it's nuts and she was like. You're getting to like you're in Paris. You're going and like right. she didn't really understand. And right. then I got to bring her with me for like when I was on that Lolly Puna tour. You're like, all right, well, there was, come on. Then. <laughs> there was ten days yeah. where 
she, I was like, yeah, come out, we'll fly out here so I can see you uh, in the middle of the tour because Lolly Puna was going to take the 10 days off. And, yeah. And uh, so she flew out and she got to see, like, how crazy it was. Like, the, yeah. after the the second day she was like this is nuts man like just like traveling around like that and that was when she was when she came out to visit me that's when I got detained in England for not having work permits oh yeah and uh that was like that was like the icing on the cake she was like this is nuts man like this you is just gotta lie man there's like well that's mass lying that's the thing do. I didn't I didn't know that like yeah cause uh that's the thing it's like when I, I often never knew, like when we had work permits and when we didn't, it yeah. was all disorganized. We never got the right, you know. Yeah. So it was like, do we lie or do we not lie? Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, and that's the thing. Like I didn't know, so I was just like, I, we got up to the the gate or whatever, and he's like, "What's she doing here?" Right. And I was like, "Doing some shows, man. Doing a show in London. It's sold out tonight." Because <laughs> yeah. Christian had let me know that it was sold out, so yeah, I was all yeah. excited. He's like, "Is your work permits in here?" I'm like, I don't know here, and I just like handed him my booklet that yeah. had like the info for each show. So he <clears throat> opens it up and looks at it, and he's like, "Oh, so you're getting paid for these shows?" Oh, I was like, "Yeah, man." man. He's like, "Oh, come with me." And so I start walking with him, and Jen starts walking with me, and she, and he's like no no and he takes her passport stamps her passport and he's like welcome to England your husband's getting sent back to Spain oh fuck and wouldn't let her come with me damn and then uh so they take me into a room they take all these Polaroid pictures of me they go through all my stuff and then they're like they were uh, taking Polaroid that was like for fucking Instagram or <laughs> yeah. whatever the, the equivalent back then yeah. my space asshole. I guess yeah. <laughs> yeah um so so yeah so they they uh take my all my equipment and then they're like they tell me that um the rule is if you get uh denied entry into the country they send you back to where whatever airport you flew from okay which was barcelona and so could do worse yeah that's true (laughs) um but I was like, well, can you tell my wife, like, where I'm going so right. she knows what I'm doing? Because she yeah. was, like, they made her go out into the airport. And right, like, and you don't have phones in there there because no. it's England. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had no way of contacting her. Luckily, there was a woman who came in, and she was like, I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm going to have a page and let her know where you're going. So uh-huh. she's going to have to buy a ticket to get over there. And so... And that was Angela Lansbury. <laughs> that was Angela Lansbury. She solved all the murders. Um, but yeah, so they put me in a holding cell okay. for seven hours because the next flight to Barcelona wasn't for seven hours. Fuck. And what was a holding cell like? It was like, like a little jail cell. Yeah, it was a little. It was a room that the seats. It was like all concrete, and the seats were also concrete, so that you, nobody could like pick up a seat and throw yeah. it or whatever. It was all like like part of the wall basically was the other dudes in there or just you yeah there was me and uh six middle eastern guys oh fuck so i got in there and i was like oh my god man this is like we were like suspected <laughs> terrorists no yeah doubt. <laughs> like it's so i sit down it was like out of a movie man i sit down and uh in just, front of them just fi- find the biggest guy and fucking <laughs> punch him in the face he one of them like looks at me and he said he's like where are you from? 
Uh, and I was like, Oakland. Yemen. <laughs> yeah. so I, was, I told him Oakland, and he yeah. was like, he thought that I said, I, he's like, because he asked me about New Zealand later, and I was like, okay. oh, you think I said Auckland. Auckland, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, because this is 2004, so this is like when the Iraq war was like oh. at its height of, like, this was also like right after those... Um, prisoner pics had come out from Guantanamo yeah, yeah like yeah, all yeah. that craziness and so I like I was like oh man these dudes already hate me like this is not gonna be a fun seven Did hours you feel like you're about to get <laughs> oh, they were just like a couple of them were just like looking at me and then I and and then one of them so one of them said something to me about where I was from and said something about New Zealand and then the other one it was like out of a movie he's like what are you in here for and I was like uh, I didn't have work permits. Yeah. So they won't let me in. He's like, you are American. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he's like, I thought Tony Blair and George Bush were friends. <laughs> and I was like, I guess it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, what are you in here for? And he's like, I'm not sure. They have not told me yet. Uh, I was like, dude, this is insane. Like, yeah. how is this happening right now? But, uh, but so then seven hours go by. I left, and all of the same six Middle Eastern dudes were still in there when I left. So I don't know how long they those dudes got, were in there for. God knows what happened. Craziness. Now. But they come and get me. They walk me through the airport to, with two cops on each side of me, and then sit me down in front of the gate where <laughs> they hadn't boarded the flight yet, but everybody that's boarding the flight sees me sitting there with two cops on each side and everybody's they're, they're all excited to have you on yeah. their flight <laughs> like what's going this so fucking caged beast <laughs> <Yeah. on. laughs> and so then I look up and I see Jen waiting in line and she looks at me and she's just <laughs> mouthing what the fuck <laughs> and I was like I don't know I don't know what's going on so then they board the flight yeah and they like I had to go on last so they board everybody on the flight and then one cop walks in front of me and the other one walks behind me down the aisle to my seat wait but they so so Jen knew to get on the flight yeah, back because to Barcelona that, because that woman had she told her right 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 okay so I get on the flight and then uh everybody just the entire flight just kept turning around and looking at me like <laughs> like I was start mad dogging <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> like hardcore just like mm. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so touring like that. <laughs> People just... from the outside think that you're like, like, you're, you might as well be at a fucking constant, like, bubble party on Ibiza yeah, as dude. far as people, what people think it is. That's like, what, like, I would try and tell people, like, you're yeah, so it's, lucky. Yeah, it's, and I was like, yeah, it's not really that great. Like, I mean, it's, I'm, I feel lucky that I can do this yeah. and make a living off of it, but, like, it's not that fun, like. After, like, the first time, the first tour that I did with Adam and Jeff and Dax yeah. in Europe, that was super fun, even though we didn't really get to do much, like, sightseeing or cool yeah. stuff like that. Just being able to, like, experience different countries and stuff, that was cool. But the more that I went back and the more that I would spend time over there, I was just like, Ugh. It just, I mean, really what wears you out is the travel, like, yeah. that's really what makes it hard, like, yeah. actually being in a place is cool, like, it, you know, if it was, like, old jazz times, and, like, you would fly over to Paris and do, like, a two-week stint, yeah. that shit would be tight, Yeah, like, this is tight, yeah. like, I've been, I've been here for three days, 
I went to England, I mean, fucking L.A. for, <laughs> for three days before. You know, like, yeah. I'm, like, taking my time yeah, yeah. or whatever, and uh, that's tight to me. Yeah. But, like, when it's, like, hardcore, day after day touring, just new place, new place, new place, and, you know, especially when you don't have a bus. Yeah. Like, it gets it gets wearing, man. It yeah, just dude. does. Like, you just you just feel the, t- the travel, and you don't sleep well, or I don't, anyway. No, yeah, I, I mean, the, the last long tour that I did over there I did 25 shows in 26 days flying in and out of everywhere and I had one day off and it wasn't even like right in the middle it was like the first week or something so yeah just like and just like what I was saying like doing that coping mechanism thing like if I get on the train and the next town that we go by starts with a B then the day's gonna go just fine right. <laughs> like why like that's not healthy that's not a healthy no it's way not life. man so. i get i i have similar things but yeah. yeah that all that is is stress and not and no sleep yeah like, just eating at you like yeah yeah fuck man so you don't miss that shit i don't i no. don't miss it i mean i miss like the people that i met on tours and yeah. stuff yeah and i didn't and not every tour was terrible like that Lollipuna tour that i did was so much fun like because i was in a like van with them and I didn't have to worry about anything, and they yeah. were super accommodating to me. Like the first night, we go to our hotels, and I was like, "All right, who am I? Who am I shacking up with, or whatever?" And Marcus is like, oh, "We got you your own room." Nice. And I was like, "Just for tonight?" He's like, "No, we don't want. We didn't know if you would want to spend every day with crazy Germans." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, that is so nice." Like, yeah. And so those just, are like the sweetest people, oh, man. Dude, ridiculously sweet yeah i love all those all those we saw them in uh in munich last time we were there whenever the fuck that was yeah good such good people yeah man yeah if you if your shit like if all of a sudden whatever somebody dr dre is like all right this is it (laughs) you know if i mean and 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 uh you know your shit popped off and they were like all right you got a tour though if the only way that i would do that would be if i could be on a bus uh-huh. the whole time and if I could make enough to be able for Jen to not have to work and her and Iko be on the tour bus and come with right me. answer that was the right answer yeah yeah <laughs> I mean because this is the this trip Jen's is, listening yeah <laughs> this is the first yeah <laughs> she knows man I've told I've like we've talked about all this stuff before yeah um but like this, this trip was the first time that I've left Ico. Yeah, uh, like she has come out here because Jen's sister lives out here, and she just had a baby earlier this year. So they came out to visit, uh, but I stayed home. Um, but she and so I was away from her for like a week. But she had that excitement of knowing that she was going to California. Or right, whatever. right. But this time, was she was she crazed, dude? She it was like. She was uh, just leading up to it. Like, I, uh, a couple days before I left, I went to the grocery store, and she started freaking out, thinking that I had already gone to California oh, no. and didn't say bye to her, and she just lost it. And then uh, they, like, they dropped me off at the airport in Maine to fly out here. Yeah. And Jen said that they pulled away, and... Iko didn't start crying. Her she just like welled up with tears, and her lip was just like, oh. just like awful, dude. So there's no way that I could like 
I mean, props to people who can make that work, but I, yeah. there's no way I could do that now, man. Yeah. Like, just, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, well, I'm glad you made it here <laughs> for this one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, 15 years. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Crazy. How, let's, I just, let's talk about the beginning for just a second. Like, uh, how, you, you, it, it started, I guess, technically, what, 98 is what we're talking about, yeah. we're saying. Yeah. But you guys were, you met Tim and... You guys had your thing going well before that. Yeah. 94 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I met Tim in 93. Yeah. And he and I had been doing music with... This Mood, is Soul. Yeah, Soul. And uh, Mood Swing 9. Yeah. Who's... He's like... He's the guy that taught me how to make beats. Like, okay. I loved his beats. Yeah, He was great. Yeah. Um, and Chris? Manny's or not yet? Chris... Okay. Yeah, Chris... I like... I went to high school with... Chris, so okay. he was, uh, yeah, he's been around, I've been friends with Chris since we were 14. Do you still hang, you hang with him now? Is he Every now and then, yeah. Yeah. We just, um, we did a beat for Buck's new record oh, together. Oh, cool. So. Very cool. That was fun, because I hadn't really worked with him on music for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we started in Maine, and, um, oh, we went to Memphis to do a show, and that's when we met Dibs. Yes. And Dibs yes. gave him a tape that had Adam Dose rapping on it, and that was how the the Prestige tape or something. I think no, or it one was of the uh, hobos, it was like a twelve hundred hobos mixtape. Okay. I think that had a a, a song a with Adam Dose. Yeah, Dose song on it. So they that's how they they started talking. Tim, and I remember me. I remember when when they got back. They had the tape with the, it had third person on it, or maybe that was yeah, a, yeah. That was a vinyl. I just remember. I think it was a mixtape. That it was that a mixtape. Yeah. Okay. I, I just remember listening to that song. Like, this is dope. Yeah. Like, I yeah, love that. Yeah. yeah. And that was a mood swing beat, right? Yeah, that was yeah. a mood swing beat. Yeah. yeah. That song's so dope. Yeah. Um, and then Tim was also doing uh, like an online radio thing. Okay. And so he would get into these like uh, vinyl pools or whatever, where they would just send vinyl for for promo stuff. Yeah. And I think that's how he... Like the Wii box or whatever? They, yeah. I think that's how he found out about Slug. I'm pretty sure that's how he found out. I could be wrong. But then he and Slug started talking. And then Slug and Adam, like, started talking. And then the three of them, like, clicked and realized that they had all been talking to each other. Yeah. I'd always... I've always been sort of a background I was person. like you. I was like yeah. you. Because I was Adam's boy. You yeah. were Tim's boy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I I was just like... Tim was like talking to them about doing music together. And he was like, I got this dude that makes beats and he rhymes too and he's dope. So would you guys care if he like worked on this with all together? Yeah. And they were like, no... Cool, <laughs> and so that's that was how like the whole deep puddle. And you guys went and did deep puddle dynamics yeah. in in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah. Some Eric Andre who who I interviewed yesterday or two days ago. He's this like comedian. Oh guy. yeah, yeah. You know who he is? Oh, def- definitely. Dude. Um, he he was like he was into that deep puddle dynamics shit. Seriously, back, back in the day. Yeah, he went to he went to college at Berkeley in Boston at Berkeley College of Music, and he was like, yeah, we had. They had that, and then they had the one that, um, I can't remember what it's called. I made the one cover, and Dave made the other one, where it's like, the one I made was like the kid cut off, he had the Oakland shirt on, 
with the, like the fat black uh, Nikes. <laughs> the the um, it was like June. A, more from June. More from June. Yeah, right? yeah, for real. He was into that. He had that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was like, "What's the difference between Depot Dynamics and Anacon?" And I'm, I'm like, <laughs> "Well, yeah, yeah." So I had to like explain the shit. to Wow, him dude, it. that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and like finding out that Hannibal Burris and like Open Mike Eagle was his like RA like that's, that's yeah, crazy, yeah dude that's just so crazy <laughs> yeah um that's crazy uh but yeah so that so yeah we went to Minneapolis and and recorded that and I I was like terrified the entire time cause those dudes were all like they had already like released their own like physical copies of stuff right and, um and I was just like totally the low man on the totem pole. And there was actually, it came tight though. Well, I mean, it was only because I, like I was super inspired by all those guys. Yeah. And there was actually one the the candle song. There's a super funny story about that. What um, happened? <laughs> I everybody had like written their verses for stuff. Like we, there were a few songs that we talked on the phone before we all went to Minneapolis, and we we're like. All right, let's do a song about a candle. Was this mostly Adam? Um, kind of coming up with these kind of concepts. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, he was the one that he came up with a few different names too. Yeah, and I do remember him being like coming, like like running because we would do like conference calls or something, right. three way calls, and he he'd come up with ideas for songs, and he might have been the one that came up with the candle. Like just seems doing, like a, <laughs> I mean, like totally conceptual song. Yeah. So he's like, so you know, do a song about a candle where everybody's a different piece of the candle. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, well, I'll be the wick. Yeah. And so I I wrote my verse before we got there. Yeah. And uh, like two weeks before we got there, and. There were only a couple songs that I had written before we got out there. And then we start recording that song. And I'm recording my vocals. And I was, like, super feeling it. I was like, yeah. But the worst part about it is... And Jen still clowns me to this day about this. My, I ended my verse with, poof, I'm out. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? So I love it. Which, looking back, is not a good decision to end a verse with about a candle it's great but so uh so i finished recording that and i was like how's that sound and everybody was up like listening back on the talk back and yeah. in, um, in the mixing board and tim goes hey man can i be honest with you uh sure what's up yeah that was some kindergarten shit. You should really rewrite your shit. Oh, they <laughs> made was, you rewrite the whole verse? Yeah. So I like oh, I got all mad, and uh, I went up to Jeff, and I was like, Jeff, I need a clove cigarette. I'm going to go out and knock this verse out. And so I bummed a clove cigarette off. Jeff was yeah. smoking cloves at the time? Yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> it was great. It was 98, man. I think everybody smoked cloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... So I went and rewrote, I sat on the porch and I was all mad and uh, rewrote my shit and then... You fueled your anger into... into yeah, the, man. Into I, flame, so to speak, or wick. <laughs> <laughs> so, and th that's that was basically the start of Anacon, I guess. Yeah, it? I mean, 
it was made to, it was kind of created to put that album out right well we were yeah because we had shopped it our tim had shopped it around to a few different places and a lot of people were just like this is too weird like we this isn't. We don't know what to do with. Like this. who? Like, who? Who is he giving it to? I I think that he like Def Jam or you know it's like people he, like that. Well, or, he gave it to. I think he submitted it to Grand Royal, which okay. is the Beastie Boys. Yeah, label. yeah, yeah. And we had heard back that Mike D was like, "This shit's too weird." Yeah, I, we like. I don't want to do anything with this. Yeah, and so that was kind of the jump off point for Tim to be like, well. Let's just put it out ourselves then, and that kind of snowballed into Anticon, because then Tim was like, I'm just going to ask all these people that I know to submit a song for this compilation, and we'll get it going from there. Yeah. Deep Puddle was created before we even knew what Anticon was going to be. Right, right. Do you have fond memories of those times? That must feel like... You know, that was such a crazy time. Yeah, it? dude. I do have a lot of fond memories about that. Like, yeah. that recording session, like, just being out there. We were out there for ten days for the first, like, eight songs. And then we yeah. came back a year later to Chicago at, and stayed at Jeff's house and um, recorded the last four songs. Um, so, yeah. But those are both super fun and exciting times because it was like... I'd been stuck in Maine. Tim had moved to San Francisco, and I was basically in Maine, just Chris and I. And Tim had already moved to San Fran before you guys did Deep Puddle? Yeah. Oh, okay. He had moved out, like, three or four months before we... What was his reason for doing that? Just, like, he, this is where hieroglyphics was or whatever? Yeah, he took he took a trip. I think it was in the end of 97 he went to New York and spent a week there and then came out here the following week and spent a week here okay and he just liked the west coast more just because people were a little more open to different stuff it's tight out here yeah I mean you know I like it out here too yeah yeah but yeah I definitely have fond memories of all that stuff and like everybody first getting out there like that first the first two years, I love that time of my life. Were you guys at that warehouse? No, no. You, you well, we, we stayed at uh, this apartment on... You prob- I think you went there when you did the stuffed animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, the one in uh, like Lake on Lakeshore. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like off the of lake. Yeah. Um, that was crazy because it was like nine people living in a two two and a half bedroom place. Like... That was only for Was Jen, Jen out there with you too mm-hmm. already? Yeah. How did, how did she feel about that shit or being like, how did she feel about moving? Uh, she, well, that was another thing. Like, we had never even visited here. Okay. Uh, we just, like, I was just like, I want to move out there because those dudes are moving out there. I want to do music with them. This was after I had done Deep Puddle. And so yeah. I was like, I need to be out there with those guys. Like, and she was, at first, she was kind of like, eh, I don't know, I mean, what am I going to do out there? Like, but, yeah. and so, but she was like, well, I guess I could go back to school out there. And so we ended up moving out here in August of 1999. Okay. And, yeah, we had never even... Sight unseen. Yeah, dude. We, we got here <laughs> after we 
paid for storing all of our furniture and stuff in this storage unit, we had 300 bucks to our name. And storing stuff in, in, in Maine? No, out here. Oh, out here, okay. Because we, we wanted to get our own place. Yeah, okay, I see. Uh, so, yeah, but we had never even visited out here. We didn't have any jobs lined up or anything. And I was just talking to Jen about this the other night. Like, I don't think that... I don't know anybody who's ever done that before. Right. Like, I don't I don't know anybody who's ever, like, just moved to a place... Just move on faith. ...with no job or yeah. <laughs> housing or anything lined up. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, there's no way I would do that now. But, like... But you're 18, 19 yeah, years old, and you're in your like, early 20s or whatever. Yeah. It's like, whatever, I don't, what else do I have to lose? Yeah. Like, I'll figure it out when I get out there. So. I had to move out here. I, yeah, I felt that way, too. It's like, I would come out, and it just, it, there was just a, there was just an energy, man. There yeah, was, like, we, we, we were inspiring each other, and there was just, like, a feeling of, like, this is it. Like, yeah. let's do this. Yeah. I remember, I think it was the first first week that you moved out here we did some show some weird show at a like a art school in san francisco yeah san francisco art institute I yeah think. yeah yeah and the i school remember, up in like russian hill or wherever that is yeah 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 it was yeah and uh that was like the first time that you performed after you moved out here and you <laughs> did that britney spears is a hologram thing <laughs> yeah, and i was yeah. like Holy shit! I'm so glad he owns out here. Like, <laughs> nice, this nice, is awesome. Like, yeah, the the energy back then was just those like, were they were good days, yeah, man. Yeah, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I I I feel good about life, but I do want to get back that intention that we had. I mean, for me at least, I don't know. I feel like I. I and I've said this to a couple other people on the podcast. I think you may have heard me saying it, but I just feel like I want to get back to that intention that we had back then. That that like innocence that you know. And what you're saying, I guess, about not not stressing about pitchfork or reviews or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just get back to that. Just like enjoying making music and and uh, you know being light about it. Yeah, I mean, for me, that was the way that I did it. Was the only way that I could have done it I think because just because like things weren't like I was touring and doing shows and putting music out but it wasn't growing at the pace that I wanted it to yeah you know yeah so it was like I don't know like how much longer do I like and that was like I always wanted to be in control of uh how my touring career went like my biggest fear was like having it like go up and then just go down yeah. where I'm like playing to like 15 people right. in a town like and doing whole tours like that I was like that was like I don't want to do that like I want to end things on a high note and so that's what I did like, yeah, that's what you did with uh touring with Sage like I like got to play the Fillmore, which yeah. was always like, I'm man, I'm living in the Bay Area. I yeah. need to play the Fillmore, and that was like that was the tour that I I got to play the Fillmore. And after that tour, You're like, like I'm out. Yeah, poof, I'm out. <laughs> poof, I'm out. <laughs> Full circle, baby. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of guys, a lot of our friends, 
ended up doing that, you know, because like there was a, there was sort of a a heyday for underground rap stuff. I feel like you know I yeah. talked to Mike Eagle about that. I don't know if you listen to that, but you know, oh no, I'm sorry, it's not Are out you, yet. It hasn't come out yet. It's <laughs> not out yet. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Uh, that comes out next week. Does, okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like 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 a lot of the blowed guys felt that way, you know, and like that there was like a heyday in the maybe early two thousands, two thousand three, four, whatever, and then you know, or even earlier, and then it sort of started to fall off a bit, and and you know, you go out and do a tour, and it's not as many people as it used to be. You know, yeah. I mean, we why specifically. You know, we feel that a little bit, but not, I mean, like we changed into yeah, something yeah. else around yeah. that time, yeah, and started appealing to you know people that like indie rock or whatever the fuck we are, yeah. Um, but I think with with underground hip hop, there was there was sort of a peak, yeah, and there and it there aren't very many artists who have been able to like maintain their level and keep it growing yeah that are still doing like strictly indie hip-hop yeah. stuff like it's just oh man people there's only a few like atmosphere lp uh aesop rock sage still does well like that's i can't think of yeah there's only a handful it's like i don't know man and it's they all have tried different things or whatever and I think that's probably why they've been able to keep things going or whatever yeah but and that was the other thing for me like I started out doing raps and then I was like I got into beat making and producing more and that was way more exciting to me than sitting down and writing lyrics yeah but I would go and do these instrumental shows and all like kids would come up to me afterwards and especially in Europe because they're always so brutally honest over there yeah and they would be like um, this was sort of interesting, but I like your raps much better, and yeah. this last album that you're doing these songs off of is quite terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I can't tell you how many times I've been told that exact same thing. Like, you know? why are you saying this to me right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't you know that I, I, I went through a train station that started with the letter B, and I thought everything was going to exactly, be okay today? Exactly. Like, why are you saying this? Elephant eyelash <laughs> saved my life, but I think what you're doing now is shit. But it's, I still love you. Yeah. I was uh, hoping you would play more elephant eyelash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just that's why I just had to get out while the getting was good. Yeah, and I think that's smart. I guess I don't know. I mean, I'm I have no regrets about anything, and yeah. I don't like. Tim on his last record has all these references to his old friends having day jobs and convincing themselves that they're happy. Like I'm not happy. You think it's all about you. Well, I think it's about yeah. I think it's about Adam and me too. Yeah. I think I'm kind of fire, firing shots right now, but it's like I'm happy, man. Like yeah. this is the happiest I've been. I'm not doing weird OCD shit. Like right, I'm right. I'm super happy. I don't have to stress out about when I'm going to go on tour again to make money for my mortgage payment or whatever. And yeah. So, that's I think that's more his 
thing that he's dealing with or sure, something. Sure, sure. And just kind of trying to flip it around, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I have no regrets about, like, this, like, how my pace has slowed with my output and yeah. how I stopped touring, like, I don't want to tour. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just don't really have any interest in it. And Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even when I was touring, like, I, I'm such a homebody. I'm such an old man. Like, I've always been just like, mm, I just want to make my dinner and stay at home and watch right. a movie. And just, like, that's how I am still. Like, I just, I don't know. Well, I think that's a good place to, to end this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, th- thank you so much. This has been Brent Whitney. Yeah. Thank alias. You. Thank you, dude. Of course, man. Psyched to see you. Signing off. Poof them out. Brent Whitney. Just a solid individual. Solid as a rock. Solid as a rock. Maybe I changed that melody a bit. Uh, the music that you've heard on this episode is Alias. Go out and buy his records. And his new one, I think, is coming out pretty soon. He's just finishing it up from what I hear. The Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up. Uh, and I don't need I don't need you to praise me. I mean, I, I it's much appreciated. When you send a message saying you really, you know, you, you, you enjoy the show, I appreciate that. But, you know, feel free to ask questions. Not too many. Now, not all of you at once, but, the, you know, I can take I could take a good six more messages a week comfortably. At Yoni Wolf on Twitter. Oh, fuck, man. My car broke down. If anybody has or knows of a, a good way to acquire a decent whip uh, in the Cincinnati area, you let me know. You let me know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to uh, go as far as uh, Dayton, uh, maybe Columbus. If you got something nice, I like a leather interior, something nice, something clean, you know, something that drives well. I'm looking for the years. I mean, obviously, I'll take a newer one, but price range-wise, probably years, you know, 01, 02, 03, 04, maybe, maybe 05. I know your uncle's trying to sell uh, his Passat. He's trying to get rid of that Passat he's had sitting in the garage cleanly, massaging the oils into the leather every day because he, he really takes care of it. But, you know, he's also got his honda accord which is more reliable let me know i'll take that passat off his hands okay speaking of passat i'm about to pass out and uh give it over to mr sandman so uh with no further ado keep wandering Something like that.